Welcome, everybody. Today, we're sharing with you our third Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle podcast series episode that deals with how one acquires their legal status here in Costa Rica. It's a very important and involved process from start to finish. It's a process that more and more individuals and families are doing now. So many people moving to Costa Rica. I guess there's so much stress and uncertainty in the lives of many all over the world. And Costa Rica seems to be that Pura Vida lifestyle land of peace and tranquility. Everybody wants to come here, it seems. Today and throughout the coming weeks, I'm going to be speaking with Kevin McNamee, who is the owner at Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts. He and his team have been helping hundreds of people acquire their legal status and everything that's involved with the process for many, many years. He's an expert, he's a professional, and he's a perfectionist when it comes to his business, and I'm happy to have him here with us. We're in the process of recording a series of question and answer type episodes. They're short. Each episode will address and answer two or three questions regarding the residency process, and you will learn about how to begin, how the process works, the time frames involved, and so much more. Hey, Kevin, welcome again, and thanks for your time today. This is our third episode. Yes, Skip, thank you very much for your invitation to continue to participate. I am enjoying these little fireplace chats without the fireplace. I look forward to continuing these with you. Absolutely. It's my pleasure, Kevin. Hey, in our first episode and our second episode as well, we discussed your personal history here in Costa Rica how long you've been here, how you got started in the residency business so long ago. And we touched on a few important points. And we also went through the three types of statuses, uh, how you determine which status to go with and why one needs to even think about legal status in the first place. And we're here with our many listeners again. They're eager to hear what you have to say today as well. So let's get started. The first question I have for you, this is the first of three, by the way, how long does the process take from the time someone becomes your client until they obtain their, their status, their temporary status? Good question. A very short question in a sense, but a, a long answer. It depends really on which type of legal status you apply for. A pensionado or rentista status can be done by ourselves electronically. The submission goes via computer to immigration. The resident investor status physically requires us to stand in line, make an appointment first, and then stand in line to submit the paperwork physically to immigration. That entails a long, long wait to get the appointment because of the reduced personnel at immigration due to the virus. So talking about the paperwork itself, we can start an application without all your paperwork here, and that would give you what we call your receipt, our expediting number, showing that you have made an application for immigration. But immigration only starts when all the paperwork is submitted. So it's sort of a, a, an ambiguous situation. If you bring us all the paperwork and we gather the paperwork we need it from here locally, get it translated and submit it. On pensionado and rentista status, 
you're looking at approximately 45 days to 60 days for them to agree that the paperwork is correct and they start the process. It's a new regime under electronically or digital, digitally, but we've been told to anticipate currently 90 days to 120 days after they start the actual, uh, the actual processing for them to say approved and or tell you we need more paperwork. This, uh, the latter part is very rare, but it's usually because of some lawyer's interpretation of one of the papers submitted. So to say carte blanche, there really is no answer, but in general, Rentista and pensionado status would be within the year of the, uh, the starting the, of the process. That doesn't mean you have to leave. You're not a tourist anymore. You have your, as we explained earlier in, in earlier episodes, you have your receipt showing that you started the application. Therefore, you don't have to leave the country every 90 days. You're literally not a tourist anymore. You're a person in process. The investor status, again, because it has to be done physically and has to have an, op, uh, an appointment for us to take your paperwork to immigration, we literally are looking at a year now to get the appointment for investor status. And then 90 days or so for them to approve it or, or ask for more paperwork. Again, you have your expediting number or you have your uh, receipt showing that you have your application in process. You don't have to leave as far as immigration is concerned every 90 days, but uh, it's, it's, it's the unknown as to when you will get your, your actual schedule approved. Sure. And I'm sure, of course, throughout the process, Kevin, you're in constant communication with your client. Constant. In, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We, we, we beg to have 90 days from the time that we submit the, the paperwork, total paperwork to immigration, and they start the process. That 90 days gives them the chance to check with Inter Interpol or, or the apl applicable government agency from your home country to make sure the paperwork is correct and such. But yes, uh, yes, you're, you're looking at a case of we routinely follow up with immigration Electronically, it's just simple. We get a reply, yes, no, that's it. But we do know where the status, status is. With investor status, it's still a little more personable, but it's uh, we, we keep in touch with the clients so they, they don't have to worry that or concern themselves that they've been forgotten by some entity down here that they gave their money to to do a process. And... The fear of the unknown is really what destroys the people's faith in the, in the whole process. Well, sure. And I know uh, living in Costa Rica for quite a while, you, you have to have a lot of patience. So I'm sure that they know what they're getting into. Hey, just uh, uh, the second question here, I just want to preface by asking you something else. I know that uh, when you first talk to a client that you develop a uh, pretty good relationship, of course, and they decide to come on board and after maybe one or two months, you develop more of a, a strong bonding there because you're helping them change their lives for the better, basically. 
And my question is, um, some of these clients get really close to you. Do they ever ask you about real estate? Do they ever ask you to find a house or a piece of property for them? Yes, that happens. Skip, they also ask about a car or uh, a boat or one person was very interested if he could join an airplane club. You get a, a tremendous amount of questions like that. And of course, they all deserve a, a proper answer. The real estate uh, question, I'm not a realtor. Uh, we are not a realtor. We don't pretend to be realtors. In fact, the great, great majority of our leads or our prospects come from realtors who appreciate the fact that if they entrust their client to us, that we're not going to first off ignore them. And we're certainly not going to try to switch them from a property that the realtor is trying to sell. So we, we strictly stay away from real estate. We will, we will refer somebody who says, I want to live in such and such an area to a realtor that we work with in that area. But do we actually do real estate? No, not on your life. You and your entire team stay so busy anyway. I don't see if see how there would be any way you could even consider selling real estate. Well, that's good to know. And also because of that, because the trust you have among probably a lot of your real estate friends, uh, they do a lot of referrals to you, don't they? Yes, uh, that's like I say, it's the, probably the that probably the largest uh, percentage of our clientele comes from realtors or project managers. Mm -hmm. Again, the project managers usually sub as a, a realtor on site for their own project and such, but they do appreciate the fact that they, they, they know that their client's not going to be sniped. That's a good old Canadian term, sniped. The midnight sniper is a person that goes around and tries to take clients away from another provider and uh, no we just don't do that and by the same token as our name indicates Costa Rica immigration and moving experts we literally because of the influx of business and the need to concentrate on it we have dropped the the moving expert portion of it and we just refer you the client to people that we've used in the past that we were pleased with, but we actually don't get involved anymore because the time required is better spent servicing the client and prospects that we have already. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. And also uh, the last question I want to touch on today is can I work after I've re received my temporary status from you? Not in country. Very, very common question to, that, is asked of us, well, I'm, I'm getting bored. What should I do? Well, uh, stay away from the bars and stay away from the casinos. That's a, one of the two things you could stay away from. But no, working is strictly taboo. Costa Rica, much to their credit, protects their own person, their own population, their own people, their own voters, more germanely put. They don't want somebody coming down here from Duluth, Minnesota or Toronto, Canada and say, well, I'm a realtor and I, I know Canadians and I know Canadians moving here and I will sell them when I meet them at the beach. No, the first time you take a client away from what a Costa Rican considered would have been their client if you hadn't been there, 
you'll they'll drop the dime on you to use the the term and and uh, report you to immigration and immigration will ask you what you're doing and and lo and behold if you show a business card with a, a business address on it uh, you'll be you'll be politely asked to leave and it's a policy I support a thousand percent no makes, you cannot work yeah that makes a lot of sense to me Kevin we really thank you it's been a pleasure and I do want to tell you that we have posted Kevin's contact information and his website address in the program notes associated with this episode I urge you to follow up and visit his website. Lots of great information there. And when you're ready to have your questions answered and all of your concerns addressed, I'm sure he'll be happy to do so. And by the way, if you haven't already, be sure to listen to our first two conversations as well regarding residency. I will add that link to the program notes again. Uh, you can also find all of the links to our uh, podcast episodes on Kevin's website at Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. That's Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. Kevin, thanks again. We really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. You're welcome entirely, my friend. And we'll see everybody on our next episode that basically everything you need to know about acquiring your legal status here in Costa Rica. Thanks for listening.